Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and this is episode 52. Joining me, as usually, is uh, my podcast partner in, I like popping my peas. Popping uh, them peas. Blake Zebulonius. Wrong. I had to make up a word because yeah, I'm not prepared that works. tonight. That, that works. Um, I, was, I was raising my eyebrows like, like yeah, Millhouse. Like, Zebulonius. How's it going? It's going all right, man. Good, good. Right. Uh, for the first time in a few episodes, we are joined by a guest this evening. Mr. Brendan, don't call me Stephen McAleer. That's I, I'm impressed you uh, were able to pronounce my last name. Uh and, yeah, and that's because of Stephen and his ability to probably. Drive. I've known you. Do, do a lot than of people him. just call you McAleer or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> Brendan, why don't you clue everybody in uh, as that was to a good where McClure, by the way. they can find that was a pretty good Troy McClure, where they can find your writing because it's 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 a good it's a good spread. I write for, um, I've been writing for The Truth About Cars the longest, since like 06. Uh, I write for a lot of Canadian publications, which people won't necessarily know. Um, and I write for Hooniverse, of course, from time to time. And I write today. for... Today, today actually. Today, even. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, not today, today. For those of you listening, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, I write for BBC Autos, and I write for... You know Jeremy Clarkson? No. I, I don't know Jeremy Clarkson. He's on TV. Although, I was on a trip with some people who write for Top Gear magazine, yeah, which you're is probably affiliated, Pat. and, and uh, a bunch of the guys were making jokes about Jeremy Clarkson, and the guy from Top Gear was kind of like, I can't make jokes, he's my boss. Was it Pat Devereaux? No. Okay. There's a because one of the there's a guy in LA who writes for Top Gear who I've ran into at a few events. Oh, he yeah, lives in the hills of LA. I think he gets paid really well. He write he goes on the exclusive high end trips. His daily in LA is a raptor, which is kind of awesome. I, I used to read his writing before I actually met him and every column was just him complaining about traffic in LA and how <laughs> so Americans are dumb at cars and we're bad at cars and everything. Well and he's a raptor, so. and then I met him and he's a really nice guy. He's and a really then nice guy. he drives a raptor and I'm like, Okay, everything comes everything makes sense. There you everything go. makes sense. He's and he, he can talk all the shit he wants. He's living the dream by getting out of the United Kingdom and living in LA in the hills, driving a rap. I'm telling you, British journalists they just do everything better. Like I think I think you do cool shit. Like you dr- you driving. We don't do sh- we don't do week. cool shit at all. Chris Chris Harris has like a long term GT3 RS that he ended up buying. And then well he, he ha- oh he had a long term and not to get off on a tangent. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> we do that. Chris a lot. Harris had a CLS sixty uh, CLS sixty three the shooting wagon break right. As a long-termer, but he traded it in early to get the C63507 or something insane. Which is, actually I'd rather have. But yeah, that's I'd the rather sort have of thing. CLS. And, and then he just bought an FF, actually. He, he did? Yeah. God, Drive is yeah. doing all right. What's it like huh? to have money? Well, I mean, I also have Chris a, Harris a wagon. Chris Harris is doing all right. Uh, so, you know, yeah, well, I have a wagon, too, but yeah, I don't have an FF. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I fucking Ferrari fuck. That's what that stands for. I'm just I'm jealous. I would never hate on Chris Harris. He doesn't. No, no, no. I'm not, I wasn't hating on Chris Harris. Right, right. No, you were saying they him. do it better than us. You're right. Harry Metcalf. I'm sure that guy's personal garage is amazing, but Tom, it doesn't have Tom to be because he has access to everything. Tom Ford was mentioned by Kanye. There you go. Really, not that Tom Ford. I, I know. I know. It's not that <laughs> that's Tom awesome. Ford. Uh, that's funny. Um, so, so Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. Getting back to. Not being rude. And Brennan, to you the brought guests. us. You brought us some beer. Yes, uh, I brought some Canadian beer. Beer down. It's uh, high test stuff. Stronger than your American beer. It's very good. It is very actually. Sick. And I know Lieberman likes this one because uh, uh, he was a bit scandalized by the name. What's so it called again? It's called Fat Tug. 
and and who doesn't like to relax after a long day's work with a nice fat with a nice fat nice nice fat tug it's actually the bottle has a picture of a tugboat so okay oh a play on words because fat tire has a picture of a bicycle and not a yokohama that is a lot of flavor it's I'm good. gonna get all beer geeky here in a second. This is good. It's pretty good. This actually, no, get get beer geeky. We haven't gotten beer geeky in a while. I like it. It's very thick. This is it's coffee. The, and, I would and say chocolate. There are a couple really good IPAs. Uh, yeah, in a little BC, bit stout flavor. But um, this is this is I think the best brewery. And we have the other one. We'll decide whether you we know crack it or or not. The singularity because it's it's I've knock heard it of strength. That. Yeah, knock we might have strength. to hold so where's off on this brewery? Uh, it's in Victoria. Okay, uh, near Vancouver, right. which is where I live, which is. Oh, just I know north of in, Seattle. I, saw, I thought you were in Toronto. Every, no, that's where all the young. That's where all the younger journalists are. That's where that's where all the the good journalists. The are. hip journalists. No, actually, the I've been to Vancouver, and I really, really like Vancouver. I think it's a gorgeous city. It's really cool. A lot of rich Asians, which I would not fit in with. Uh, yeah, the rich part. Really, and um, uh, oh yeah, tons. Money. Lots a lot of, of lot of so Hong Kong so kids. when I go there because I'm going there in May, can I be like I know Blake's wrong? They'd be like. Oh, my oh God. he drives the coolest Miata. Yeah, the school, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. V school. I like, I like Stanley Park. That was cool. We took a ferry to Victoria. We drove up to, uh, not Whistler, but Grouse Mountain, and we saw yeah. a lumberjack show. Uh, well, that oh, is our traditional lumberjack that, show. That, that is, that's it's, awesome. It's in the uh, Canadian Charter. Of- Basically, just a big burly dude climbs a log. Like that's in the air. Oh, like my morning routine. Got yeah, it. exactly. And Got then it. you know he goes to Silver Lake and works at Intelligentsia. <laughs> that's awesome uh all right all right let's get the cars so let's, let's yeah let's move Chris to cars um you are out here to drive kias but we don't need to talk about them sorry kia um even though the forte 5 turbo is a decent little uh very affordable hatch that said what else have you driven lately that's far more interesting well i think we've both driven the sti recently yep uh, i don't think we talked about that and i, I drove the wrx as well uh WRX, that's SCI the part there. that interests me because i have yet to drive the wrx and i hear so many people say it's actually the one to get well i've and um, i'm a little biased here because i am a subaru nerd i have a i have a wrx um, I'm extremely bummed, like the rest of the, about, about exactly 50% of the Subaru community, that there's no hatchback. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with the Subaru PR guys, um, and off off the cuff, they didn't like come up with numbers, but they were saying, well, our take rate right now is 50-50, hatchback versus sedan. Oh, and we've been noticing that people have been buying more hatchbacks because we've discontinued it, which kind of seemed like the kind of thing where you were like so why are you doing that again but basically that's funny because north american pr or not north american but u.s pr i guess i should say um since we share this great land um <laughs> they, they said they said it was far more sedan that's that was their spiel well and maybe that's maybe, maybe that maybe that's the difference STIs? though i mean it would make sense to me that an sti would be only sedan because that's kind of uh, it's been like that. The WRX, the very first WRX ever made was a wagon. Um, and it it's like as, you know, I'm a family guy and I want uh, a practical, semi-practical. Semi-practical. Do everything kind of vehicle um, that's also fun to drive. So a little, little bit bummed about that. Um, but um, the car itself is excellent. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good enough that I'd be like, well, you know, roof box, whatever. It's It's great. The difference, I think, is... Um, both cars are like light years ahead of the current car. I'm sure you agree that yes. the steering, the chassis feel, the the amount even of just sti- the basic level of quality in the interior has come up. 
It, it has come up. I would say also, thankfully, they changed the equalizer on the stereo, so it's not what hertz do you want these different tones to be. That was my biggest complaint about Subaru for so, and it's the dumbest complaint. But I don't care. That really is the dumbest. The, complaint. Their audio system wasn't bass, treble, mid. You know, it wasn't wasn't that. It was always like forty six hertz, ninety hertz. One. I don't fucking know Wait, what I want those. I but- want that. I Wait, that's, that's kind of cool, because my parents have a 2006 Legacy, and we apparently have the bass sound system with none of that. So, you know, Jeff over here with his luxury that's, sound system, but that's, that's equal, the, individual equalizer. The average person who gets in will have zero clue of how to set that equalizer. It's like the 90s boombox with the five little except lines. Except for podcast producer Chris, who is way into audio. That's why and, he's our producer. That, yeah. And he's a damn um, good producer at I that. just want bass, treble. And then, yeah. uh, well, actually, I just want to bang an Olufsen where the tweeters rise out of the dash. And to be, to hey, be, I, like, I like mids and, you know. To be per- perfectly honest, I don't even listen to the radio in my I car always test the audio in my car. It's one of my I things. I care less. I just roll the windows down and boxer rumble, which, incidentally, the new WRX does not have because right. uh, new direct injection two-liter engine, so it's come down Equal from length headers. Torque response is excellent. Twin scroll, uh, Honeywell turbo, and it's underneath the engine. So uh, Subaru guys will know you one of one of the performance things you can do to your car in the old days was you got a catless up pipe and it flowed better because the turbo's downstream. Um, and that's one of the problems with the Subaru. It's a little bit laggy because the turbo's far down from the exhaust. Now it's actually underneath the engine, so the response is really, really good. Of course, direct in- injection engines. It's kind of it's kind of like an all-wheel drive Focus ST. Did you? Which is great. Have you driven the CVT version? Yes. And, okay, people are kind of mad about the CVT. I haven't driven it, so I'm cu- very curious. So I think people are mad about the idea of a CVT transmission being available in a car like the WRX because the WRX is one of the more serious performance cars because you can, you can mod it and they go fast. And you, can, you can make it into a serious And contender. also Subaru fanboys are crazy. 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 Insane people. Uh, anyway. C- CVT, <laughs> I think... I think that if you were serious about being competitive in either rallycross or autocross, you would buy the CVT version. And I say that uh, because Tommy Mackinnon told me that that's what you should do. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and, sorry. And did you he drop this name here? I think I found this name off the yeah, floor. And you he would, dropped it. He would know. Um, but basically, I would never buy a CVT right. car. I want, I want a car that is fun to drive. I don't need, a car, I don't need to be more competitive. But there, there is historical precedent that CVT-equipped cars... There's a reason they tested this technology in Formula One, and it was instantly banned. And, and rally. Uh, they actually, Volvo um, bought DAF um, or... or uh, Licensed some engineering Daff or from DAF. DAF. <laughs> Hired DAF or engineered DAF for the three. That's some old three, school Jalopnik Hooniverse shit that right was, there. Mostly Jalopnik, though. That's, I'm that's, give where, I, that's where I jumped in the fray. Yeah. yeah. Um, so DAF, of course, developed technology in the 60s. In, in 1980, uh, 79-80, um, uh, Volvo wanted to promote their 323 hatchback, which we never got here. It's a rear-wheel drive front-engine car uh, available with... Uh, I think the, I don't know if you get a 1.4 turbo in the factory, but you could in their Rallycross. That was the start of their R design, um, and they had CVT equipped cars taking on like Ford Escort Mexicos and, and crap like that. And they eventually they eventually put a manual in it, but it did quite well competitively out right out of the back. 
And because the car's always on, it's always in the it's power. It's in the power band. It's in the power. And basically, like, and this is as a, as as a not particularly. Advanced By the way, driver. I already know the title for this episode because I, I always have to think about the titles when I'm I'm putting putting it together to to post online. Um, it's gonna be you're gonna hate us because we praise CVTs in the first twenty it's, minutes. Exa- I mean, it's, <laughs> and this Subaru fanboys. It's voice. continuously terrible transmission in terms of driving engagement. The one that double X is actually pretty good. That's it's what just I hear. it has this off the line kind of slack that they have. You driven a Juke uh, like Nismo RS something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yeah, and it's just not. It's great once you're going. And uh, once you're in the curves and the twisties, and we had some, of course, perfect roads to drive in, it's, it's amazing. Um, I drove but, a Juke with a manual. I have a Nismo Juke with a manual. Actually, I just love the Juke Nismo entirely. It's a great, super fun little car to drive. Doesn't understeer at all. Great chassis. Um, pretty good power. I don't like the seats, but that's <laughs> about it. You don't it. like the seats? That's crazy. I oh, love the seats. Yeah. But anyway, we're off topic. Right. Um, <laughs> my, point, my point is that... Uh, Subaru putting a CVT in this car makes it accessible to people who wouldn't normally be able to have it. I don't think they're going to get any um, – they're not going to take a lot of people away from uh, – people are looking at GTIs with dual-clutch gearboxes. Because right. the car rides um, quite firmly. California highways, it's extremely <laughs> loud. It yeah. is a noisy car. It's a Subaru. It's, and our highways are shit. Uh, as a Subaru fan, I love it, and I would buy a manual. I, I, it makes me happy that people can buy a CVT and have a competitive, right, uh, right, interesting right. car. Getting yeah, getting that gearbox doesn't automatically make it like oh, you bought the shitty one. No, no, it's you just good. bought the different one. That's all. And I bet like if you were on, if you're at a track or at, a, at an autocross course, or you, the, the guy who doesn't have to think about what gear to be in because the car's doing everything for him. Um, and it's, it's always just, in the power band, like the, you said. Your transmission has one job, and it's to keep the engine in the power band, and then you do your steering and your braking. That's and, all you really have to let do me, with this. Let me just say this, though, to some of our more hardcore manual enthusiasts. All of us would take the manual. Yeah. Just so doubt. you know, all of us here would take the manual. Don't be afraid of the new CVT in the WRX. Don't That's fear, all we're don't saying. Don't fear the Reaper. And... I hope that the money they saved by simply putting new programming into the CVT rather than developing a dual-clutch gearbox, they can now use to go develop a wagon. There you me. go. There you go. So I can buy one. Right. The McAleer Special. Fantastic. If they want to call it that, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't call it that. Triple five on the doors. People, people, Triple people, five on the doors. People would think it would be my, you know, fast Scottish cousin, not me. Steven. So that's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who, the one who actually has an accent. The one, yeah, the one who um, can drive. That one. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, well, you saw not to go off on a Stephen tangent. You saw the video of him, though. I did. It's like, pretty awesome. It, he's a really good driver. For those, for everybody yeah. listening, it was at Sebring. It was um, it was a, It wasn't Conti. What series was it? It was Conti. It was Conti. Was it Conti? Conti uh, MX5. Okay, so it was Conti yeah. MX5, and he because of a penalty or some mishap, he started way back in the pack, and within one lap, he passed fifteen other drivers. Just one lap, 
aggressive. And these are these are you know aggressive. And Sebring is a sh- is pro drivers is crap in terms of material. And he's he was clearly breaking way later. He's driving against cars that have uh, more powerful. I mean, those some of those cars could pull on him on the straights, but he just reeled them in and made them submit and just went right around them. Braked way later, and then he was trying to signal to another guy to work together, but I don't think the other guy realized it, which is an amazing hand signal that I didn't know race car drivers do. Like, hey, let's draft and let's. You know, do this. They don't, uh, teach, they don't teach that in driver's ed, huh? They only no. teach you to turn left, turn right, brake. They don't teach you to let's, let's they, draft they on the highway. They don't say get on my bumper. Well, I assume <laughs> this is all covered in, in V school, of course. Oh, right. of course. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, he teaches that now. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so besides the, the Subi twins, uh, anything else out there recently that's that you've driven that's new? Uh, I drove a bunch of... Uh, 911s in the snow, being Canada. That's awesome. Um, which was fun. Winter driving school? Yeah. Um, the, uh, they were studded tires, which, you know, funnily enough, Babies. wouldn't technically be legal. Babies. In, in, <laughs> in most of uh, most Canadian products. I don't know if you heard, but we drove Aston Martins. Oh. Without yeah. studs. Well, I mean, there were some studs, but they weren't on the tires. Um, so, but go on with your studded tire shenanigans. Um, so that, I mean, that was kind of cool. The, I don't love the 991 and I'm, you know, kind of hoping that a variant will come along cause they, they come through every so that, that I'll be like, oh, this is, uh, this is the one that's, you know, makes sense. But the nice thing about driving something like a C4S in the snow on winter tires is that you, you are like, well, the German idea that the 911 should be the most competent car ever is kind of yeah. It was probably works flawless, here. right? It was great. There were there were um, at the at the end of the day they let us turn off traction control and there were many 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 people going into the snow banks. Really? And they had uh, um, they had these um, uh, Cayennes driving them and dragging them out and jeez. And it was it was pretty see the funny. Cayenne is good for something that <laughs> makes go. sense in the Porsche lineup. Yes, there it you does. go. Perfect. It's a rescue vehicle. I, the sense. car that I think um, that's going to be the most exciting Porsche outside of you know a GT3 on fire is that that um, Cayman Bo- GTS. Boxster oh, GTS, yeah. yeah. Very well. I will see. I, I, you're I'm a convertible guy. guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm a coupe guy. No, are so, they going to make that with a manual? So maybe they'll make a Blake and Jeff version. Oh, that sounds like a weird Barbie for the 21st <laughs> Blake and century. Jeff driving Porsches together. That's precious. Um, yeah, no, we got uh, your scarf. Stay away from Toyota Tacomas. I, uh, th- just the pictures I've seen, it looks wicked with the the... the Images they've shown are like red with black wheels, and it does look. Oh, great. it looks the so good. The GTS was always my favorite trim in Porsche thing because you kind of had. It was like, even the best Cayenne because you could get with a manual gearbox. I know, yeah. which is crazy. It is crazy. And I think, then the I think that might GTS be one of the worst too. depreciating cars ever. I I think the, the GT- Carrera, wasn't the Cayenne one, GTS, GTS manual. Wasn't there yeah. one on uh, like not? Uh, wasn't there one on Auto Trader that was being sold for like? Forty grand. Yeah, it was, really. It was. It was had it had like something like fifty eight thousand miles on it. That's been sold awesome. for forty grand. I think new. It sold for a hundred thirty. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend in New England that does uh, that does wholesale vehicle sales, and he is buying Cayenne turbos now with less than fifty thousand miles for about twenty two thousand dollars. I, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I, honestly, that doesn't surprise me because it's the same. I mean, it, it's, it's like a Range Rover syndrome. Yeah. Uh, that you know, it's a luxury SUV that you lease. That you lease, right? Uh, yeah, unless you're insane, and then you tailgate people on the four hundred five. 
Yes, you do that. On you your do way that. to Hidden Hills. And, um, yeah. But actually, that... I gotta get to Calabasas for soccer oh, practice. Calabasas. Um, got a wine tasting. <laughs> well, I, I tailgate for those, too. Yeah, I don't um, But yes, the, 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 the GTS, GTS cool. I think, will be the most exciting new Porsche. I mean, outside of the 918, but I'll never see a 918... Yeah, but and I mean there is a limit to how fast you can go on the public roads. So if you're like talking about a track car, that's fine. What are you yeah, talking but, about, bro? but if I bro, could afford, oh, if I could yeah. afford to buy a 918, if you I haven't been to V school and don't have a special license that you can show the police if, officers, if, if, if I, I got all my licenses in Grand Turismo if I Four, I could good, afford good a 918, and I had an empty Route 15 in front of me on the way to Vegas, and I'm saying no traffic. Let me preface this by saying. No traffic, people. I would go as fast as that car could fucking go. I'm just I saying. Would, I would probably be chicken shit. I would be really scared. If I saw, as either. soon as I saw traffic, I would slow down. But if I saw no traffic, I would go. Million dollar supercar. Because if someone pulls me over and gets a ticket, whatever, I'll pay it. Well, if you have a million dollar supercar, you'd probably well, be like, I'll pay it right okay, here on so, the spot. Let me or open I'll up my just, Louis Vuitton wallet. Never mind. I'm not going to say the next thought. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> pay it. I'll pay it. In, in, <laughs> in Vancouver, where I'm from, uh, they'll the, shoot you if you get a speeding ticket. They'll kilometer. crush that shit. Well, it's, can- yeah. it's Canada. They won't, yeah. Nobody will shoot anybody. You'll get, a, you'll get your own social worker. <laughs> um, at 40 kilometers an hour over the speed limit, which is like 30 miles over the speed limit, they have the ability to instantly impound your car for a week. <sighs> Instantly, without thirty miles over the speed limit, though. Okay, that's that's a lot of the, speed limit. The Although the is, speed limit in Canada is what sixty but it, kilometers. It is quite. It's a low speed limit, and everybody travels at approximately twenty to twenty-five kilometers an hour over the speed limit regularly because that's just the culture. Like you just right. the speed limits are low, so everybody drives fast, and the cops will, won't usually, unless you're doing something dangerous, won't really, you know. Do, so really, you only have to go fifteen kilometers an hour. Like ten miles an hour faster than everybody else. So you're doing seventy five miles. So you're kind of you're always looking out. You cannot relax, even on sort of um, far away like roads that aren't. You're not near anybody, and you know. Are, are radar detectors legal in Canada? They're legal in BC. They're not legal in Ontario, which has a similar uh, kind of a law. But right. but the deal there is okay. So that makes me like cars like the. Focus ST a little bit more than a Carrera S because yeah, yeah, Carrera slow S, car where fast. are you going to exercise? It? Slow car fast, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a slow car; it just has to be an interesting car. So a 427 Vet with a manual in it is quite a squirrely car when the temperatures are, are low, and so therefore it's hilarious fun at 15. Yeah, at at like just you have this feeling of like coiled power. Um, and a car like the uh, F-Type, it's noisy and loud, and it's amazing. That car's a lot of fun, too. It's super fun, and uh, you just have that feeling of power, whereas like a, a, something like a Genesis with the 5.0 in it is just so good at going fast without you noticing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that fast Audis and stuff like that. It's not really, yeah. you know. It's Any not Audi, as, Yeah, really. an S8 would be horrible for you. Yeah, it would just be, you wouldn't own it to for the speed you would own it for the car the car would, we yeah. drove oh, here in yeah the says the i yeah. so i dropped off the vehicle i was driving which i'll talk about shortly on monday which was uncomfortable and i got into this uh audi i have an audi a7 tdi this week which is one of the if you don't have kids it's one of the most brilliantly beautiful cars if you, you know have what? money even if you, you do have get. kids you can kind of live with it i mean honestly yeah. I was, we we grew it's up with surprisingly expensive though. you know i i grew up with sedans and everything we never had like a minivan you know people right. are buying honda pilots for one kid right and brendan how many you have a kid right i do have a kid you have yes. one kid one kid and you need a wagon which yeah. makes sense you don't need like a suburban or something <laughs> 
And I would right. say I would we say have th- one kid and and then like two of we his have toys. to coddle our precious right. with a car the size of a small African country. Right. Yeah, well, that, and uh, there's a couple things there. First of all, anybody who can afford that car also has like a GL, you know, right. three fifty blue yeah. jack for mom, right, and or whatever to to haul stuff around in. Right. Uh, so they have maybe a secondary vehicle that's for the two kids plus the soccer team. Sure. And but they can pick pick their kids up from soccer practice, whatever. The A7 TDI, by the way, the one I'm driving, is stickered at 82 as tested. It's you know what you can get for that? That's a lot You can of get money. the long-term Audi S7 I drove for 82. Ours was 82. Actually, it's, I think it started at 73. Speaking, really? Uh, speaking yeah. of diesel, uh, I actually I drove a diesel Cherokee, and it had the exact same price as the SRT Cherokee I drove. Wow. Huh. Grand Cherokee. Um, so it was like Overland they were both, and everything. They were both like $69,000. Uh, Again, 69. Canadian cars way more expensive than American cars, but they were both like fully, fully optioned, and they cost the same. So it's kind of like you could choose whether you want the stump puller gas saver. Right. So it didn't really get amazing fuel economy, and I did manage to squeeze some pretty idiotic fuel economy out of the SRT on highway like driving. low or oh like good stuff yeah well those I, the 6.4s they have cylinder speeds. deactivation right yeah, it's yeah. just it's like it's silly it's like the cherokee is so good let's just let's just all let's just I all take a moment car. to appreciate I drove it up, how great the grand cherokee i drove it up is. a it's uh, dormant volcano and uh wow. that was that was my you know i was like we're going up. it was totally fogged in it was a great car you could pass anybody yeah anybody. oh yeah i had i had an srt recently and it's it's just a lovely machine. I've had a, a different variation a while back that was equally lovely. I haven't driven the diesel yet. I'd like to drive the diesel. Uh, it's a uh, pretty marvelous vehicle. They really nailed it with this latest version. Yeah, it's just it looks like it's a premium. It's a premium. It's expensive, but you kind of are like it's yeah. good looking and it's got a great. The question interior. is the question is for that amount of money, would you buy? Would you be looking at a diesel Cayenne? So. What I drove, um, fair. Uh, what, what was it? It was the oh shit! What car did I have that made me think that you don't need a? Uh, oh, oh, we already talked about this on the podcast. Sorry, folks. Saying that if you have an, if you can buy an SQ5, you maybe it's like a sleeper Macan, yeah. even though it's a different all-wheel drive system. Is the Macan a little lower? Quicker. I haven't driven it. The the all wheel drive system is better because it's the one from basically the the it's the Porsche all wheel drive. System. I've heard great things about the Macan. Yeah, so it's basically like a fat nine eleven wagon. And I had heard from somebody who drove an SQ five that they were kind of like, yeah, like it was good, but it was not a it was not a higher faster S four. It was just a, a faster Q five. I Q5 expected the SQ five to be terrible, and it was actually decent. Okay. Which so going from terrible to decent is a big jump for me. So I actually enjoyed it more than I expected. I drove I drove an SQ5 the week after I drove an S5, and um, they really did feel really similar. And the SQ5, a friend of Jeff and I bought an SQ5 out of over an A3 because he wanted something that was better on the highway comfort wise, and it it was quite comfortable. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. So. Yeah, it's, it's I drove it on Mulholland. Like I was I was going oh, yeah. back and forth. No, I've, and I'm sure it's super competent. It I, was um, again. Uh, I hadn't driven it. I just I had heard that it was it was maybe not as much of an S car as they thought, and it is kind of a bit sad that that car being in existence means that there's no S four Avant, right? Which is uh, that which is was a cool the part car. that that was a pained cool car. me. Yeah, that about three people bought. Yeah, in America. Right. Let's face it, right. that's the problem. Yeah. So let's switch gears here for a moment, though, and let's get off new cars for a moment. Uh, 
uh, Brendan and I were talking about something kind of that I thought was interesting. Uh, we'll see if you think it's interesting uh, on the way up here. We we came upon the topic of Singer Porsche. Yes. Um, they're they're having a new version come out. They're doing a four liter, huh. which is pretty cool. Huh. Brendan made a great point. Though. Huh. Brendan made a great point though that the car is fantastic, but we've heard all that we can hear about Singer. Right. How sustainable is that business model? What if they branched out to other vehicles and did the same treatment to other things? <laughs> we just heard a cough. They are. Well, I haven't Thank seen you, that Chris, yet. That was very subtle. How awesome could that be? And what would you like to see them do? The, don't laugh at me at this. I'm not going to say CTSV because that's that's cliche. Huh? But in 20 years, I want to start a Miata. Singer, essentially, just um, basically take take a Miata, turbo the shit out of it, and then redo it so it looks either you can make it look retro or you can make it look you know whatever that, whatever slam bullshit fine. you want. I hope that happens for you someday. But I'm saying today, if you said Singer, here's four to five hundred thousand dollars, because that's how much that shit will cost. Because it's Singer, I want you to take X vehicle and give it the the treatment you gave. So probably to the a Porsches. '60s '70s vehicle. That's well, yeah. really cool already, but you can take it to like the ultimate level. And I, I would like to see them make 308s into into two eighty eight GTOs. Jeez, that's good. So that's a good. So that's a good answer. Because they could charge a quarter of a million dollars easily for those vehicles, right? And oh. you, I don't know, would, would there be exact? But you, you're basically the the two eighty eight GTO is. A Gorgeous car that happens to look like a fairly accessible, you know, interesting Ferrari that will lose a drag race to a Sienna <laughs> in, in the wrong trim. So you could take these vehicles that are not necessarily of historical interest because that's kind of the singer thing is that, you know, I mean, every air-cooled Porsche is interesting, even a 912 um, but they are taking, you know, they're taking it and making it the essence of a Porsche without being disrespectful to it. Right. So I like, I love what they're doing. Exactly. And I don't think that they could necessarily do this, but another company could do something similar and somebody could give the Ferrari enthusiast. So it's, there's a badge enthusiasm there, the essence of Ferrari. And maybe it's not, you know, a twin turbo 280 GTO. Maybe it's just a really perfect V8 engine. Right. That they redo. Maybe they get Italia running gear or something and putting it. But just make a car that looks like Ferraris. Uh, Ferraris are pretty again, but they went through sort of a period where they weren't. But they were governed by aerodynamics more than sheer looks. And yeah. I, that 308, uh, 328 looks so like it's just so low and right. looks awesome. And right. if it had the if it had the power to back that up, that would be awesome. See my choice. And that the 308 is, and and that I think the 308 is a better choice personally, just because in my head when I hear 288, I think 288 GTO, but I know that's not necessarily the case. The the car that I think would be ridiculous with some Singer treatment, BMW 2002. I was just about to say that, but you did, son. I did, son. Yeah, that's because I said Miata because but, I'm a and the cool family. thing that they could do with that is that that's not like to build a uh, a TII is not insanely expensive that's the thing but and to, it could be almost like an entry build, level model but to build a, a 911 that singer does and i'm not so to to make a nice 911 of the era that singer picks from you could do it for so much less but it will never match 
the level of craftsmanship. So I want to see that level of craft, that insane craftsmanship and attention to detail right. to a 2002. Everything redone. You get the 2002 turbo bumper in the front. You put a engine swap. You can do an engine swap either from like an E34 series, like a 318, like a short short crank or whatever, like just a built-up 318 motor into it. Or you could go all the way to like a 1M if it'll fit. Because right. I think that's actually been done before. Well, and, and, and then you do the flares too. Podcast producer Chris just made a good point of another vehicle that would be extremely uh, well befitting of this treatment. 240Z. That was my Ooh, second guess. That was my second guess. Singer 240Z. That would be. I just got cool. an erection. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. And also, both of those cars Here's are going way up. At- <laughs> just hitting the wall of your jeans or something. Uh, Both of those cars are going up and up in value. Oh, like, 240Zs are... Well, BMWs, yeah. The door has already closed on 2002s. We're already getting... I don't think the door's closed. We're getting we're getting uh, TIIs for thir- for 35 grand. We're getting yeah, non-TII square headlight ones for like at least nine. That's the base of entry to get into one of those. But, but that's not a closed door. It's, that's not it's a closed up door. there. Well, b- b- um, for my broadcast, it's a closed door. It, it, <laughs> You're young, my friend. You'll, a $9,000 car will happen for you someday. Someday. Um, the, the, the Zs are the ones, though, that I think have a uh, higher trajectory value-wise. And yeah, I'm sure people will argue right with me on that, and it, it'd be a fun argument. The 2002s have been steadily climbing. The Zs are kind of ready to just fucking shoot through the roof. I'm going to start a business where I take two 80GXs and turn them into black gold editions. <laughs> That would. That's, well. <laughs> what about a singer black hole? No, no. Um, but either way, I think uh, Brendan's right though that to see Singer expand beyond just Porsches could be amazing. I think yeah, and I, I the, the reason I like the idea of the Ferrari thing is that you can still charge crazy money for it. Two thousand two, you could charge half of crazy money, right? But then, I mean, but maybe I, the two thousand two falls below the Porsche. Then you have the Porsche. Then you have the Ferrari. But I, they're also a small company. Like how they're True. not going to expand that rapidly. Yeah, they're going to build three of them. And I, from what I hear, um, is that that they have a big waiting. They have a couple year waiting list, and and their the sustainability of their business model is if there's demand, then they can do that. And then they, the stuff they're doing is not. I mean, yes, it's Porsche specific, but like a high level of craftsmanship and having a team and being able to do stuff like that. I've been to lots, and I'm sure you have, been to lots of restoration companies that have expertise in one particular model. Sure. But they could just as easily yeah. do uh, whatever. Like, look, yeah. at, look at Icon. They have, a, they have yeah. like four Icon's different Icon's actually a great example. Yeah. yeah. They have so, some, again, yeah. like I just I would love the idea of a car that is pretty much unobtainable. You cannot buy a 288 GTO. They're, no. they're like millions and millions of dollars. Right. If you could buy a $300,000 one that could actually drive on the street... That would be awesome. Yeah, I think it's also Eagle with the E Type, and they have the low drag coupe. Yeah, the Eagle, the, yeah, the million Eagle's dollar low drag coupe, which is the car I would get over a nine eighteen if I had a million dollars. You know, like that song. But Eagle is a great example as well because look at what they're doing. They're taking the original E Type and they're turning it into the ultimate vision of the E Type, and it right. looks just like the E Type. Funny thing though about an E Type, just go buy an E Type. Yeah, that's true. The E Type's pretty goddamn awesome. But if you want it to be a supercar. Right. You take it to Eagle. Right. That's true. That's very true. The E-Type, if, if you're in that world of money, you can afford a really good E-Type. But, yes, the Eagle 
whatever the hell it's called. E-type low drag coupe or what? Speedster. Yeah. We'll go with the Speedster. Yeah. Also, if you take a 2002 and you turn it into something that was as good as the Dynan 1M coupe I recently drove, that would be fantastic. And, and you're not alone. I spoke to another journalist who recently had it, and he said it's his favorite car he's driven, and he's driven some really, really, really good cars. He said it was unbelievable. It was incredible. And, and I love just it. so you know, I did talk to Corey, and I'm I'm going to get it. Of course too. you did. Yeah. So yeah. just rectifying from the last Riding my coattails, episode. Jeff. Yep. Riding my coattails. Well, got I mean, anything else cool coming up, Blake? Uh, oh, yeah. I got a Jaguar event this weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, I need, I need to know which press cars that are obscure so I can schedule it immediately after you. <laughs> I got to look at more obscure press cars now. Yes, you do. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, like the BMW, the interesting thing about that 1M is that it is the same idea as the Singer. It's the essence of BMW in a package, and it just happens to be sort of a parts bin car too. Yeah. So like the you could uh, build one yourself. Oh, and you could you could actually finally clear up the mystery. Is it Dinan or Dinan? Dinan or Dinan? It's Dinan. I was saying it wrong last episode, and I've always. I mean, I listened to the Smoking Tire podcast, and they introduced Steve Dinan. Steve Dinan on, and if his name's Steve Dinan. Like yeah. if I ever had a car company, I wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, it's it, the car's called Glucker, but I'm Glucker." You have little, <laughs> so, little dots over the yeah. Glucker. Glucker. What was the name of my car? The uh, fuck we we said. Didn't this we on write the podcast. this down? No, we didn't write it down. But I said if, or, like the Glucker. The fantastic Glucker Fantastico. Glucker Fantastico. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, Liberace's next ride yeah. in his, in the afterlife. So Blake, have you driven anything cool recently? Else besides your Buick Regal GS parked outside? Uh no, just a Buick Regal GS. Better than you expected, right? No. No? No? No, no worse, actually. Worse? You know, I, I, drove a, I drove a Regal GS front-wheel drive with a manual before, and it felt like a pretty decently competent car. This one, it's it's kind of dull. It's kind of squishy. It's um, It looks very good. I had, it does look good. I was uh, I was driving a, a lady friend around because oh, I have those, and fancy. she was like, damn, this is a sexy car. And I was like... Wow, I've never heard anyone under 80 say that about a Wait Buick. till I pick up the Verano next. Wow. Oh, yeah, ladies, how you doing? <laughs> fancy, fancy. Anything cool um, coming up car-wise? I'm getting the Jeep Wrangler Dragon Edition. You are? I am getting the Jeep Wrangler oh, Dragon Edition. We're going to have to podcast from that. We, oh, man, that is going to be just a cluster. In we're my gonna, head, I, I can we're hear... We're going to drive straight to Beijing and in my head, China. I can hear Diddy Dirty Money. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the world I'm hearing. I'm hearing. Home. I'm hearing Jin. You are going to learn Chinese. I'm hearing oh, that in my head. Because uh, I can say these things and you can't. Are you just going to totally... I'm gonna drive this rip to that. like I'm gonna, gonna totally drive this to Roland Heights, just do burnouts in the parking lot of a of a like a Chinese buffet. I want you to pick me up and we're gonna go to um, Garden Grove, yeah. just to some restaurant and okay. see what kind of attention it brings. No, all the all the good Chinese food is in Monterey Park. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not that far from downtown LA too. So okay. It's like between here and San Gabriel. Yeah, but Garden Grove's closer to my house. That's why I chose that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's all. Garden Grove's all Korean, and then you go is up it? to like yeah, it's mostly Korean. What about UCI? You see, or what, Irvine? Yeah, the college. I mean, I you should be all over that. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Same. Well, like around your area, like Westminster, that's like Little Saigon's over there and everything. Oh, okay, so okay. yeah, good Thank Vietnamese you for not saying minister, by the way. Westminster. Oh, Local people say minister, even oh, though it's not spelled geez. that way. Um, Brendan, do you have any cool cars coming up drive wise? Um, well, I do get to drive the GTS versions of the Cayman and the Boxster. Nice. Oh, okay. So, um. <laughs> I have, 
I, mostly what I've been trying to do is track down local guys with cool cars. Yes, you just reminded me of one Audi that you're going to get to drive. An RS2. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So awesome. Um, it's like which, a baby hot hatch super wagon. So here's the deal. It's the original in, super wagon. In Canada, uh, we have a 15-year gray market rule, meaning that your 25-year gray market rule where everybody's getting excited about, you know, R32s and stuff coming up. Um, we, we've actually had that for a little while. So right. there are oh, R34s know. showing up, which is – and there are RS2s, and there's a guy in town who sold a bunch of um, uh, Alpina B10s, and um, there's really cool what, stuff what's around. What's the B10? I don't even know which one that is. Uh, that's the twin-turbo E34 uh, 535. Oh, cool. Wow. At the time, right. like out accelerated test drive. It has like the pinstriping package on it. There's a green one, and it was just awesome. Green You're also getting gold. stuff like Nissan Figaro's and like yeah. the POW. Yeah, actually, there there is uh, <laughs> Which is awesome. a guy I interviewed uh, a couple years ago who owns a sushi joint that was one of my – when I was in university. He used to go to the sushi joint all the time. And he's quite successful businessman. If he was running Lululemon or something, he would have a nice Mercedes E550 or something. He has five Nissan Figaros, two Sambas, Sambars, and uh, one POW, which he just recently gave to his bartender. The POW is cool. He just gave it to his bartender? Yeah. The five this guy's Nissan, my hero. The five Nissan Figaros are each a different color. They are all registered year-round, and he drives one depending which kind of... What, what kind of a king among men. That's He's fantastic. a king among men. When I was in London, I remember I used to take a bus to um, uni, and um, I used to pass this shop called that specialized in Nissan Figaro's called Figarude, which I thought was awesome. Eric Clapton had a Figaro. That's the only thing I know. They're, they're really cool really? cars. Like the, all the Pike Peak factory, uh, Pike factory uh, cars are – so the BE1 – and the Figaro and the POW and the Escargo. Uh, Escargo. I've dr- actually, the very first car I ever reviewed for publication was a Nissan Escargo. Jeez. <laughs> and it was like a garden shed on a Nissan Stanza because that's what it is. <laughs> It's 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 a, a hilarious to drive car. It's such a weird, awesome looking car. It looks Everybody like a modernist. Looks like, it, it, it looks, it looks like, like a modernist outhouse. It looks like an Austin Healey bug eyed Sprite outhoused. driven partway through a marshmallow. Wow! Like it's like, right. and it, and it has park. like a little round window that Snails looks like it, yeah. on everything. Like they're just all that weird stuff. So so that I have I have a. Um, a uh, uh, friend I know who has an old Eldorado that's brown, and I think he's a friend of a friend. I think his other car is a Honda Beat. Oh, oh sweet jeez! So he so has cool. a '74 Eldorado. So a and massive a Honda car. Beat. So he's got a yacht and a dinghy. He basically got the whole. Oh my god! Imagine if he had a rope to one and he towed the other one around. I, That'd be the best. He could thing just ever. put it that's in a the trade. That is a one-man parade. It's amazing. So the, I've, I've got that. Uh, I've got it's guy know who has. This um, unbelievable X Kuwaiti Lagonda, which is mint green. Wait, the Lagonda? Yes. So he has Jeez. like 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 the like the square the anteater uh, one. Yeah. The- yeah. So he's got he's got that. This this is his garage. So he just bought a Coda, which he's going to build some Why? electric car. Oh, too soon. No, to a just- rolling rolling Coda. Uh, whatever, you, like rolling stock. No, no that's engine. actually smart because no, he the wants batteries to build. In that are fantastic. He's an engineer and wants to build his own like hot rod. Out that's of a smart one to buy. Then I drove a Coda once. Good and, battery life. And yeah. a Citro- his daily driver because you don't you want if you have two weird cars you want something ordinary is a Citroen DX swapped to manual diesel. Oh, like wait a DS I- diesel. A DX, yeah. DX? DX diesel. Not a DS. The, like the 80s. Um, uh, DX? 
Yeah. yeah. Not a BX. Mm, CX, maybe? Okay. CX is the big one, Dude, and then there's the smaller BX, which is uh, uh, Grace Jones loved it. This is it must remember. be the CX. It's like the it's like the it looks like kind of like an armadillo. Okay, like so that's a, the CX. Yeah. That's definitely the CX. <laughs> yeah, vaguely. So so a bunch of old cars like that, which I think would be cool. Um, and then I I don't really have cars booked out. I have like the Beetle GSR, which is deeply deeply it's unexciting. Neat. Yep, it's a neat terrible brakes. Let's just it's yeah, worse than the GTI. Yep, and, and it looks it stupid. Is a special performance edition which has nothing. That which car nothing. is. Bumblebee guy. That's what it is. Yeah. It's made in Mexico. It is no es bueno. Yes. I That's very true. No es bueno. That's very, um, very true. So, but I found a guy with like a 52 Beetle or 53. Very early split window Beetle. That's really nice. early. Um, and I found a guy with a uh, Honda S. I'm going to say S1300. What's the... There's, there's none of these around. It was the first... It was the last car that... Um, uh, Mr. Honda was actually involved in. It's a front-wheel drive coupe. So, wow. uh, coupe like nine, seventies, coupe nine, Honda coupe it's, nine. It's thirteen hundred. Yeah, it's thirteen hundred coupe. Not nine. the fat, not the fast one, the regular one. Um, so there was like a good. There was like a faster one. It's the one with the split, split grill in the front that kind of looks yeah, like a yeah, Barracuda, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's there's just, there's that guy. So there's all these there's all this like you know weird car That's culture a really stuff cool car floating around, and I kind of want to get the new cars and show them with the old cars. And, nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Honda Fun, Beat, man. Jeez, that's awesome. Well, I just, Jeez, I just, um, actually, let's do an informal poll right now. What's your favorite K car that you could import? So it's got to be 15 years old at least. I think mine would either be the Beat or the, I think the, the Honda Life Dunk Turbo, for obvious reasons. The um, I, I don't, I'm, not, I don't have a very good K car knowledge, but isn't the AutoZam? A K car? Um, Easy one. That's true. That's it is. Hands down. That's the hands down the Autozam. Oh, yeah. Damn it! Let me change my answer. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, yeah, change. You, I wouldn't be. It's, no, because they made a Mazda speed. Going doors, did it? Yeah, that one did. Yeah, that, yeah. And they did. made a Mazda speed one. They did. They did yeah. made a make. When I was in London, I saw a Toyota Sarah. Oh yeah, Toyota yeah. Michael Sarah had gull wing doors as well. Those are and cool. like a bubble. They kind of look like an MX3 with gull wing doors, right? See, glass like roof. I said, yeah. I don't know K cars, but I know the good ones, Blake. Yeah, that that's is, true. That's and true. that's the best one. They had a, they had one, they have one in the uh, museum in Hiroshima um, that like right next to an FD, and it's amazing. that's the next press car you got to schedule an Auto Zam AZ1. Oh, <laughs> Call up Bev. Well, you, you, well, you can schedule it because I won't fit in it. Okay, no. <laughs> speaking, Just try with the doors open. Speaking of '90s legends, the <laughs> NSX you've driven and that's coming up for you that's yeah not not well tech it is a 90s legend but we're getting he had a it's an 05 the it's one an 05 but it's still the same and i'm going to wear these loafers with <laughs> white socks while i drive it I, uh, I spent an entire week telling everyone it's 30 minutes away i'll be there in 10 <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i would even put a fake plate on it and said fuck it who cares yeah, oh yeah. yeah send the bill to uh honda museum of america wherever that car's <laughs> from um, yeah, I can't wait to get that car. But I did just get out of the Morgan three-wheeler. So you finally drove it. Where did you drive it? I finally drove it. Um, picked it up at Santa Monica. Drove it down the 405, which is amazing to do. Did he wear a gog- uh, goggles and a Helmet scarf? and sunglasses. Nice. Um, and then uh, I took it uh, down further the next day, down the 73, which is the Rich Man Highway in Southern California. It's just smooth as glass, tall road, okay, to right, Ortega right. Highway. I did Ortega this uh, today with uh, the Regal. Yeah, or, I forgot how great Ortega is. Well, the fun thing with Ortega is no that traffic. We on it stopped. Too. Well, d- yeah, during the week for sure. Yeah. The uh, Ortega, um, we took it to uh, Hell's Kitchen, which is the biker oh, yeah, restaurant. Yeah. 
uh, and all the biker guys loved it. I bet. They were so happy that it had an S&S motor. Yeah, of course. Because um, they're all Harley guys. Um, the car is unbelievably amazing. If I had the money, I'd have one in Did a second. Sure and I would daily drive third it. third gear? Easily. Yeah, of um, course. It's, it's so, so, so much fun. It's such a pure driving experience. I loved every second of it, even when a tiny pebble hit me in the forehead. Ouch. In between where my helmet and my glasses Right, and a headshot. Like right just a headshot. tiny, tiny little pebble. So bing! Like it was um, a Navy SEAL of pebbles. Right. It right. was the Navy SEAL of pebbles. Steel Team 6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Dev group. But it didn't matter. The car was so awesome. Then I drove it back up to Santa Monica on Monday. It wasn't raining, but it was cloudy. And I, I said, fuck it. And I used the carpool lane. It was awesome. Nice. Blasting. So the Speedo... Nice. Which I think was off by probably eight miles an hour. That's a lot. But I was registering on the speedo between, all of you know our formula here, uh, between eight and nine miles an hour. Okay. In that thing, in the carpool lane. On a 405, like a that's actually believable. psychopath. I'm not, I wasn't just keeping up with Southern California traffic. I was passing all of it. It's it's quick. It's a quick yes. quick little car. It's just the noise that thing makes is it's awesome. It's so good. It's yeah. I want one so this bad. This is the second time you've driven one too. Well, the last time. Well, okay, I drove I mean, you Alex drove Royce for twenty just, minutes, which sounds like the sequel to Ryan Gosling's Drive. I drove Alex Royce for twenty minutes in New York, which was an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, I drove this this same Morgan a couple weeks prior for an hour, and then it broke. And then it was stuck for a very long time. And then, so now I finally got this one for a full weekend. I'm going to make a movie where it's just Ryan Gosling driving a Morgan three-wheeler down Manhattan at night. And it's what just set, bing, to, bing, what you it's set to George Omaroda. What you actually need is the Morgan three-wheeler in a Comparo with the Messerschmitt bubble car. And you basically just reenact the Battle of Britain on just a road. keep slamming into each other. Like just like Days of Thunder. Or we could go in a different douchey you direction. You could wear your scarf. I could wear my yeah. scarf. And goggles. The, uh, we could go in a different douchey direction where it would be a Morgan three-wheeler compared with a, uh, the, what is it? How do you pronounce the company? Compania T-Rex. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I got to drive one of those. Are they they Canadian? are Canadian. They are Canadian. Oh, yeah. They're probably owned by like Bombardier or something. Maybe. No, um, no, not that good. But no. they've been building the same thing since the 90s, just barely staying afloat. i got to drive that, too. That thing should be fun. Um, but either way, that the Morgan is is definitely a highlight for me. I love that car so much. I want one so much. I will own one at some point in my Likewise. life. I guarantee we'll go racing. It'll be great. We'll be a squadron. We'll Jeff and I will be an RAF you'll squadron. Be, yes. A spec be series. Oh, nice. We need a Morgan spec series. That would be the shit. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> just a bunch of blah, just turning down. A, had, the, oh. the, it would somehow oh have God, to be uh, like you'd have to have the initials of the race series be like uh, line up to be RAF. Yeah, like yeah. you just have to. Like, yeah, like the required. Royal every Asshole time, every, Foundation or something. Every time and you, you would win, lose two drivers a year. <laughs> every time <laughs> you win, yeah. This is World War One. This is the dark. Race. Yeah, they don't really roll though. There's no body roll. Which is nice, but still, they kind of squat, squat in the corners because you know the it's front. it's pretty. It's every pretty time you win a race, awesome. you get a little you get a little kill mark on the fender. <laughs> yes, there you yeah. go. Yes, uh, I'm gonna own one someday. I know it. Uh, They're fifty four grand, which really think that's about base. it, base not much. That's tons. It's three yeah. wheels and a bathtub <laughs> and a motorcycle engine. No, it's, but the the value of driving it around and the value of driving it around is, is worth. Alex millions. Roy had a great quote when I was. Driving his, he said, "If I pull up next to a guy in an Aventador, I know I am having more fun per dollar by far." Oh, and yeah. He's well, right. and also, like, what are they going to do? Update the infotainment in it? Like, right. it's going to be worth fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, there's no radio. forever. Um, right. Yeah, that's the part that kills me is the used market won't exist. Well, it, no, there are used ones, but they're priced yeah. at the same exact price. Um, 
But you could buy one now and you customize it. You know, you put those stupid pinup girl decals. No, I already, I already been mapping mine out. Uh, yeah. I, I, mine would be pretty plain. It'd be flat. It'd be a matte British racing green. Oh, good. With black trim pieces. Instead of the polished. Right. And then a, a Hooniverse logo on that rear lower fender where the Mog sticker is. Yeah. And uh, that that's it. I would probably do mine in that obnoxious, like, like electric blue color they have. You can't go wrong. If you came, if you said, I'm going to get it in orange and purple, I'd be like, fuck yeah, it's going to be awesome. There you go. Like, that's perfect. Do whatever you want. It's going to be. I, if you said straight hot pink, I'd be like, cool, make a statement. Have fun. Enjoy your Morgan. I support whatever color you get. Or whatever cause you support. Yeah. Whatever. It would be like it would be, yeah. You could you could do that. The Spitfire was painted in any number of different colors, and that's exactly what that car is. Right, right. So, uh, Brendan, thank you for joining us this evening. Um, where can the folks listening to you find you online? Like, what's your what, Twitter and all that crap? Uh, my Twitter is Brendan Maclear. Um, I sometimes will embed M-C-A, it. M C A, not M A C. M C A L E E R. Um, right, he's a and I boy. usually, usually try to usually try to post up on my Twitter feed whatever's on there. Um, he makes a lot of puns, uh, tons yes. of puns, just puns. puns all day. Puns. If you like puns, um, you like this guy. And I just if, before we wrapped it up because I know we're we're on a we're on a time schedule here. I'm, I'm um, early. You're good. There are there are a couple stories I did for Canadian uh, Canadian sources that people wouldn't see. And there was just one that kind of stood out. So oh, please. This, yes, I this almost is forgot Canadian, this. This is our right. 25% Canadian content. Um, so I interviewed... <laughs> just like Chrysler's. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I interviewed this guy named Walter Wolf, who lives in Kamloops. And Walter Wolf... Uh, Speaking of NSXs. ...is a... Um, owned a Canadian Formula One team in the 70s. Made a lot of money uh, scuba diving, oil, oil money. So that's cool. The really cool thing is his involvement with Lamborghini. So he was worth uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in the 70s when when Kuntax cost like forty to $45,000. So when the first car came out, he, he had an LP400. It had a, a, quite famously, had a wing right on the roof. It was white. But he didn't like it. It wasn't fast enough. So he um, convinced Lamborghini to... Uh, earlier, he convinced the the chief designer for the contact name escapes me, uh, John yeah. Parlo, John uh, John Paul, John Paulo, uh, not Gallard, Gallard, yeah, was it Dallara? Yeah, yeah. He, so he, in, sorry, he helped, did the engines, you're right? He helped entice him back from Pantera. He had uh, his first car, very famous in the in the uh, Lamborghini community, it was red and black with the fender flares, like the later uh, LP500 S would look like. Wow. He was the only person to have that car. It had the same engine in it, though, and he, he had all this aero kit on it, and he figured, that's ah, too slow. So he had Lamborghini eventually make him, first off, first off 4.8, and then a 5-liter engine made for him that would later become the LP5000. So these cars are, like, floating out there in Japan. In Japan was that, was that, that 5-liter, the Quattro, well, would it become the Quattro Valvo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was, but it was still carbureted. And so this car had, uh, at the same time he was running his Formula 1 team, so he would put Formula 1 stuff on his Kunta. Oh. It had, so remember we were enthusing about how great the steering is right. in the STI right. at 13 to 1 and how right. amazing that is? How about a Kuntak with 7 to 1 steering? Good God. Jeez. 7 to 1 steering. I feel like you couldn't even drive it on the highway. Near enough makes no difference. Just... 500 horse. And 
he had it actually Pire- had some arrow to it. He had Pirelli make him P7s in a three, I think it was 325 or 335. Good God. Nothing existed. The Kuntak came with, uh, Kuntak came with 225s on it, and he had them make. He called up the company. He's like, yeah, you make, you know, you make slicks for my, you know. Listen, I'm, I'm, he bought I'm, the Williams I'm, I'm, team. I solve problems. He bought. Yeah, he bought the, the Williams team. Right. The and Williams he bought, team. Actually, this is quite interesting. He bought the Williams team, and he bought Lord Heskist's old racing equipment and made wolf racing so and then later on he hired james hunt for a right. little, for a season so they won monaco and they won first season they won like three races they did very well and then it kind of petered off and he went and did something else but his car was like just and very 70s like gold mirrors and whatever did walter did wolf ever do a yoda edition of the uh you know jota not the little green guy from <laughs> for the uh kuntosh because i know there was a yoda for the Miura in the later years, like the S- well, I SJ don't know. or whatever. He had, a, he had four Miuras. Uh, as he the did. last one was built, he told me, like as late as maybe 77, 78, it was built out of spare parts in the factory. Basically, he, awesome. he, wasn't, he wasn't an investor because he had a company and a chair board, but he was just kind of like feeding Lamborghini money under the table. They picked it up on Jalopnik, actually, the, um, the story. But it's, just, it's this really cool story. Um, but I, and I love the Canadian content to it. But I just love the idea that having that amount of money in the 70s and you're just making cars better using Formula One technology on a car that isn't really regarded as being a very good handling or driving car. Um, Like it was more a showpiece. And everyone says, oh, don't drive your heroes. If you drive Kuntag, it's disappointing. I kind of feel like those cars wouldn't be. How many Wolf Kuntag's Three, he had four cars. Three were built. The first one, which is you can get all these in um, Kyosho, has one. They're very famous in Japan because they all cars all went to Japan. Okay. It's the seventies and seventies and eighties, and he only owned them for like one or two years at a time. And he would just find that people just that's so awesome. Yeah, so that's a movie waiting to happen. That's better than American Hustle. That's Italian I, Hustle. <laughs> exactly. I, I just thought, I thought that was kind of a no. That's a that's a, a an fantastic un, an unknown little piece of, of a fantastic history. tidbit. I'm glad I didn't uh, cut you off. And early. on that bombshell, yeah, right. <laughs> bombshell. Uh, bombshell. Brendan, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, Mr. Mr. Zebulosity, um, where can people find you on the Twitterverse? BZ Ron at Twitter, where I just make dumb jokes all the time and Excellent. complain about complain about hashtags. And read his stuff on AutoWeek. AutoWeek. Uh, interweb. Go follow at the Hooniverse and at Jay Glucker on Twitter. Um, I'm also Hooniverse Jeff if you're on Instagram. It's mostly beer, dog, and car pics. Um, and uh, go read the Hooniverse, but also go and... Uh, Rate us and rank us on iTunes so we can continue to climb the ranks. And then if you want to do this on your own, go to shoutengine.com where you can get your own damn podcast and do what we do, which is sit around and make stupid jokes all day. And drink beer. And drink beer. Um, Shoutengine.com. More and more people are joining and doing their own own damn podcast uh so you should go do it too uh but until next time that was episode 52 thanks for listening hopefully the audio issues are better than episode 49 thank you for emailing me many of you uh and uh we'll see god damn it jeff come on we'll see you next week adios fellas